Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the author, Jenny Colvin. Jenny, hello. Hello. Thanks for coming along. It's very nice to be here. (laughs) Now, what have you brought to talk about today? I have brought an episode of my favourite 90s show, okay. which I was a pathological devotee, okay. and it was Northern Exposure. Oh, so this is the one that missed me. I watched the other one that had, there was about a Mountie that was also snowy and cold and somewhere. Oh, yeah. The, what yes. was that one? Gosh, I don't know. You know that one? Yeah, that one? I do, but I, yeah. you know. With that guy from that thing. Snowy. <laughs> that, so I think I had, I had no room left in my heart, but I'm sorry I missed it now. So I watched this yeah, episode I think Northern Exposure de- devotees are absolute, were very... Very committed. Yes, very. And I was surrounded by them. Maybe I found that intimidating. I don't know. Anyway, so it ran from 1990 to 1995. The episode you want to talk about is called Spring Break, correct? Spring Break, yes. So it's in the second series. This is episode five. What the bloody hell is going on? Well, it's a funny one because I thought it was much later on than series two. Of course, as we know, it's a golden rule of television that the second series of anything is always the best. Okay, okay. So they found their feet. They know their characters. Yeah, second season of Buffy's the best. Second season of the X-Files. The second season is always the best. Yeah, they found their feet, but they haven't run out of stuff. Yes. Second season of The Simpsons is, ah, you know, so yeah, it, yeah. it's a kind of se- second series rule and this is part of the second series. Okay. Um, as is the one where Chris in the morning drops the piano, which is also a superb episode. Okay. Noted. Um, but <laughs> why, the reason I want to talk about it is because I listen to a lot of these podcasts mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that's interesting is what the effect of UST that kind of unresolved sexual tension. There we go. UST. Is, yeah. It's such an interesting, it's such an important part of shows that people really, The ones really they invest in. Love. Yeah. Moonlighting, Cheers, The Oh X-Files, my God, Friends. The, Friends. The shows that people love. I have Frasier. Yeah. Uh, the shows that people really love. That Wanting thing. the brothers to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> just me then, just me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very much just you. Um, it's a really important thing. Yeah. And the, of course, as we also know, shows go to total shit when they do it and yeah, they do. it must be so difficult in the room to not make it happen because yeah. they keep on making it happen even though they know they can't make it happen even though they know everything's going to fall apart yeah. and that's interesting to me because I'm a romantic comedy novelist so in fact yeah. it's essentially my job is done they get together it's kind of yeah. lovely and so this was a really good example to me of a way to deal with UST in a way that you'll see in the X-Files where they have that one where there's a shapeshifter that yes. looks like Mulder and tries so to So you actually the get Scully. to see them getting off you each other. You get to see not, them getting yeah. off with each other. Um, so it's called Spring Break. Now, the, the basis of the show, if you don't know, is kind of hit uh, New York doctor Joel Fleischman has been sent to a tiny village in Alaska to repay his medical fees. Yeah. And of course he hates it and he's, you know... Fish out of water. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's literally all you need to know. Yeah. Part of the charm of the show, though, is it's, it's quirky 
not not on purpose. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not setting out. What was that show? It's about eccentric, the, isn't it? It's eccentric. What was that show about the funeral director's family? Oh, oh, um, um, six feet under. Six feet under. That yeah. was quite. It was very knowing and they'd use they'd use non sort of non normal narrative devices and that sort of kind dream of thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah, North, yeah. Northern Exposure is genuinely. It's quite a big community. There's quite a lot of characters, yeah. and they're all interesting. There's a native population yeah. uh, that speak their own language, and there's an ex astronaut who, who can't <laughs> stop being an astronaut. <laughs> there's, there's just a constant. They're stream. great characters, actually, aren't they're they? They're terrific. Yeah. You know, they're acted very well, and it was a massive hit at yeah. the time, actually. And so you have the the UST is between Joel and between Maggie, Maggie, who yep. is uh, the pilot, and she has trouble having a relationship because all her exes have also been pilots and died. <laughs> oh in, God. <laughs> inexplicable kind of fireball. Oh dear. So they have a lot of this, but also they have a lot of yeah. fighting. It's very funny. She's but... independent minded and he's sort of, they argue a lot, don't they? There's a lot of, as part of the unresolved sexual tension, there's a lot of pigtail pulling and there's lots of, uh, yes. you know, yes. rubbing each other up the wrong way. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And he's adjusting to life in the frozen north. Whenever you see him, like everyone else is just like wearing a shirt and a hat and he's wearing like <laughs> massive 19 layers of kind of polar <laughs> clothing. So explain to so, me how we ended up with the two of them naked kid in a jungle with a snake. By the way, you hate snakes, don't you? Yeah, I had to be really careful watching yeah, it to yeah, make sure yeah. my finger scrubbed right past so it. So what, what the hell happened here? Did everyone just drop drugs and then well, write an episode? So, <laughs> the episode is called, and they're waiting for the ice to break. That's it. And it sends everybody crazy. And so everybody behaves yeah. completely out of character. Okay. And one of the ways that the characters behave out of character is to get unbelievably horny. All of them, they're all they're randy all as hell. Completely randy <laughs> as anything. And it's actually quite funny. If you think about masturbation is quite a rare thing for mainstream network. I don't think it was really talked about. Yeah, uh, on know, anything it doesn't I watched. come up very often. It was maybe on Eurotrash and that was it. And, um, <laughs> so it's kind of funny in its own way to yeah. see it being quiet and you know not a particularly gendered thing. It just happens to yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of funny in its own way. And also it's just a real excuse for them to get everybody naked <laughs> and, and kind of, but then just pretend it's because of the ice and they're only having yes. dreams about it. And yeah. And also, there's, there's a, it contains a certain truth about it, which is the people in the show are exceptionally attractive. Yeah. Chris in the Morning is played by the chap who then went on to be one of Carrie Bradshaw's boyfriends. Yes, um, John Corbett. John yeah, Corbett. who is he is beautiful. He's yeah. the DJ. Yeah, uh, he's the younger guy with the kind of very pretty face and Ed, long dark hair. Yes. he was always on the front of magazines. I remember I did not even watching the show, but being very aware of the cast because they're so photogenic. They're so photogenic. Yeah. There's a girl that works in the cafe, and you know, it is, it is a little bit of a wink from the producers going we do know why you all watch yeah, television yeah. But we'll, <laughs> give, we'll give you a little bit of sugar <laughs> we're, yeah, we're literally we're just gonna just stick in the bag you know it's, it's absolutely doing the fact the reason people have watched the screen since time immemorial which yeah, is yeah. to watch much more attractive people yeah. than you you know doing foxy stuff yeah absolutely so and they do they do absolutely tons of it they really go for it um, it's very, very funny. It is really funny. Every scene is madder than the last, though. So you kind of start with this dream sequence. Then you go to Joel, the doctor. He walks into the kind of to pick up his mail. Here's your lingerie magazine. I was just leafing through it. Thanks. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, you're using that for onanistic purposes, huh? What? What kind of purposes? Autoerotic. Me? No, not at all. Absolutely not. I... I... I was going to order my mama a robe. I think you need something a little more exciting. Exciting? He's a playboy. Eli Newt died a, a month before his subscription expired. Oh, no. Really? 
women of Norway. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of exceptional writers contribute to Playboy. There's Philip Roth, uh, Norman Mailer, the late Rachel Dahl. And Ruth Ann oh, suggests yeah. him some, some suitable wanking material. And then, oh, no, then Maggie comes in and sees him getting given, you know, old playboys by Ruth Ruth Ann is really so much strange. the precursor of the, God, I can't remember anyone's name, President Bartlett's secretary. Oh, yes, Mrs. Langham. Mrs. Langham. Oh. She's such a Mrs. Langham that I had to check that they weren't played by the same actor. <laughs> oh. it's a, that kind of all-knowing, yeah. don't worry, but don't try and get anything past me. Actually, was... that's a really good... If I have another cat, I'm going to call her Mrs. Langham. Because it's a really good... And I love that character so much. It was really sad when she, spoilers, died. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so it becomes quite lynchy and it gets very Twin Peaky because it, it reminded me a bit of that just because I guess it was maybe coming out around the same time. And But just some of the dialogue yes. is absolutely But it's insane. much, much gentler. Oh, no, very gentle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, they are all appearing out of, of character. Yes, they are all acting mad. Um, uh, but it's most entertaining. And then someone gets milk poured on his head and his foot stamped on. And then he says thank you and leaves. So it's, it's properly oh, like. Uh, well, Holling is a very gentle character ah, uh, who's so trying to provoke a fight of... with someone. So that's his version of going opposite. Okay. So it, it just shows writers so comfortable with the people that they've created that yeah. they can push them into any sorts of situations. And you're, or his girlfriend, who's notoriously stupid, is reading D.H. Lawrence, which of course yeah, she's reading is a the sexy book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so Shelley, so yeah, I so I just I love it for the confidence that the writers had. Yeah, you know, to stick out uh, on that very mainstream style of American program, a full kind of hour. Of, it's so maverick, isn't you know, it? Just I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anything else on TV apart from Lynch, and that was you know that's much more abrasive, much more challenging. This is it's a delightful show, but it is just there's n- I've never seen anything written like this from this time period. It was yes. it was alone. Yes, in it's terms compl- of- and actually it's it's a shame it's not it, it doesn't seem to have been as um, influential yeah. I think as I thought that it would have been. Yeah, because at the time it just felt so fresh. Yeah, and so you know, I suppose fish out of water is a trope that's been running for a very long time. But yeah. you know, Chris um, speaks poetry all through the show, uh, all through the series. Uh, he's always got something philosophical to ah. say. There's always something interesting. There's a wild man that lives in the woods. It's just. Yeah. It it just had charm without ruthlessly setting out to be charming, yeah. which these shows can often do. Is it something you go back to now, or do you just prefer to think of it from whence it came? Do you do you ever sort of dig it up and watch it again? I don't. I don't think I would get. I just I, often with things like that, I don't want to watch them and see the joins. Now I wasn't a professional no, writer then. No. You know, Northern Exposure was the first script I ever wrote. Oh of, really? Like, you know that kind of way that you write scripts for shows. Sure. To, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just to see if you can do it or not. Yeah. Spoiler, I couldn't. Really? <laughs> was it actually a kind of a, a neat trick, like harder than it looked? Well, everything's so, harder than it looks. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh, well, no, it's not that. No, I was just a very young person. So, yeah. you know, I wrote it and sent away and never heard it, anything yeah. again. But it, it certainly inspired me to do that. That's and awesome. also, I mean, I write a lot about small communities now. Yeah. Uh, I write a lot of fish out of water comedy now. And I think yeah. a lot of that comes from there. It's definitely and an influence, clearly. Yeah. Loving. Well, every time I get, I, I'm constantly getting reviewed as quirky, and I don't think I'm a quirky writer <sighs> at all. I think I just write people who've got their own stuff going on. Well, I think you do, than, but I think it's the, it's the humour as well. I think your books are always full of way more, like, I wouldn't say jokes than there need to be, but they're, they're always funny. And maybe women who are funny are immediately dubbed quite oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Massive weirdo. <laughs> they're, full, they're full of great gags, so, you know, hey, I guess I'd take it as a compliment. Oh, yeah. But it certainly had a huge, huge 
influence yeah, yeah. Um, on me. I wouldn't start here. Okay. But I think yes, if you do remember typical. it, your memories of it should be very fond. And I also thought it was a very clever way. They, of course, they eventually get Joel and Maggie together. Ugh. And of course, it immediately falls off. Death of the show. It's just it's a sad it's a thing. It's such a shame. Is it your favourite episode or have you got another favourite? It is my favourite episode. Okay, uh, nice. There's also, oh goodness, sorry, we'd have to look it up too. There's one where they throw a piano... Um, it's like they have like an annual piano throwing competition. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you say that. This is a weird, this has just leapt to mind. My dad died um, two years ago and or nearly two years ago. And one of his lovely friends who was in the RAF with him said um, uh, he's uh, wanted to write down all of their ex- sort of exploits when they were young RAF officers together. Did I want to read it? I was like, oh, my God, yes, please. One of the things, this is very unexpected. He said, uh, we were stationed uh, in Norfolk uh, where we went to a piano smashing competition. I was like, I beg your pardon. Oh. <laughs> I said, yes, yes, you go to this big barn and there's there's six uh, old stand-up pianos and you have to smash it up into small enough pieces to pass each piece through a hoop and then the one who does it quickest wins. I was like, I literally, you've just made that up. That's not a thing. Apparently it was a thing, a piano smashing competition. So well, yeah, it's not, not that unusual apparently. That's impressive. <laughs> Completely mental. Oh, they also see the Northern Lights at one point and it's oh. lovely. And see, this is the thing about when characters are so well drawn, you will just follow them everywhere. If you love yeah. them, even the irritating ones, yeah. then it doesn't matter. I was so Apparently the guy that plays Joel was a real pain in the neck to work with. Oh, that's a shame. And it's never, you see him in bits and bobs, but he got really full of himself and they all hated him. Maybe that's why. Very sad. Anyway, thank you for bringing that. That was <laughs> lovely. Um, and please, before you leave, take a question from the box. Oh, I still didn't get the Doctor Who question. <laughs> What's Bad your favourite TV title sequence? This is quite funny because I have never seen an episode, never followed it, read the books, but I didn't. Um, I have watched the Game of Thrones title sequence ah. a million times. I've never seen an episode of the show. So what happens at the end of the titles? You turn off. <laughs> yeah, just go and do something that doesn't, doesn't involve women getting shagged by horses or whatever. <laughs> oh whatever my God, it's like whatever I'm presuming to go on in that show. I have absolutely no idea. But the, 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 the care with which they yeah. put into uh, the sequence. Uh, but also I would say, because uh, uh, my daughter's playing it absolutely non-stop and I can hear it everywhere in the house, is she's in love with the uh, his dark materials ah, um, yes. titles and they're beautiful they the are music very, very is lovely. beautiful and they just look gorgeous excellent thank you for coming goodbye thanks for listening you can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod come and say hello bye When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.